Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. It's Friday, so it's time for another... Savage relationship update. <laughs> Happy Friday. Josh is We're actually back. here in person with me. I am here. Which Love is being in person with you. Oh. Mm. So what are we talking about today? Oh, I don't know. We're going to give an update. We're going to, I mean, we can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> I believe it says simply savage. I've listened to your podcast no with best. special guests. Well, I think everyone was wanting to know how you respond to some of my deal breakers and the walls, all those things. I think that's kind of where we left. Yeah. And then we went away for, I don't know, like 10 days or whatever. So you didn't get a chance to like answer some of those things. Yeah, now I don't even remember what they were. Oh, you just forgot. I magically. Just magically forgot. Magically forgot. <sighs> yeah. I so I guess how do, you, how do you handle, we're going to get right into it. How do you handle me putting up walls? Of two, two different walls, right? Ones that maybe you feel are justified and ones that you don't feel are justified. Mm, I think a big part of it is just the patience. I mean, there's a patience there, a, a love there for you, and an, and obviously to understand that we're, you know, we're in our 40s. We've been through some stuff, and we have things that happen or things that are um, come about that trigger certain things in our life, whether that's a wall, whether that's a reaction, whether that's tears, regardless of what that is. So I think a a major piece of that for me or for anybody else is just understanding that, you know, those things are going to creep in. Those things are going to um, come up. And knowing that those things could come up, you've got to be patient. You've got to be ready for them. It's not like I, 
for me in you know in our situation i don't just sit back and go okay ah, you know you're not you're not there's not an anticipation there i guess that something's going to happen but a but a readiness there of knowing that it could happen and i you do a whole lot better job of communicating that stuff than i do you know, I have those things that come up sometimes and I just, you know, I, I think maybe as men, we deal with them differently. You do a great job of doing that. And by me saying you do a great job of doing that, um, I don't always like that. I don't always, let's see, I don't always, it's not always comfortable maybe for that. I, I'm, I'm happy that you do that. I'm glad that you do that. But I think sometimes it, you know, it could be, and I said it a little bit, tonight earlier is you know something minor to you in our situation something minor to you or minor to me is a major thing to you so knowing how to react or listen or respond to those things it may not be a big deal to me and I may think it's you know this is minor but to you it's a big deal and you do a you do a very good job of of explaining those things, which is, you know, we all know that this is new for, you know, where we are. This is new for both of us and it's, you know, it's different and it's all those things. So that's, that's new for me. The, you know, you, your explanation and articulating those things is amazing and it's great and it sucks and it's uncomfortable all at the (laughs) same time. Um, But I like that. One, that you listen mm-hmm. and that we're able to communicate. And the other thing is, like you said, it might be a big deal to me and not a big deal to you and vice versa. Like there's some things that it's a big deal to you. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, what? That is not, that's not even on my radar. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But yeah. being able to put those things out on the table and saying, hey, this really hurts or this is really a, a thing for me. If you didn't say that, I would never know. Right. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have just kept doing whatever it was. And then I could have just held it and be like, oh my gosh, he's doing that on purpose. Or, oh my gosh, this or that. And being able to communicate to you like, hey, this is this for me. Or this triggers me. Or this does whatever. I like that because you actually take the time to listen and then put it into play. So if you're like, okay, well, this phrase, I'm just kind of whatever. This phrase triggers her. I'm not going to ever say that. And you don't say it anymore. Right. I know that sounds silly and that's just an example it, of something. I don't think like, it's silly. I think a lot of people deal with those things and they just kind of, and that's what, before you said that, I was going to say, like, I think people go through situations, whether, you know, obviously we're talking dating relationship, married relationship, whatever, you know, romantic relationships in a sense for people. But I think people go through those times and they don't say anything. And like you said, oh, he says this phrase, it may be something super small to me going, what the heck? I didn't even say that. Or that's not what I meant. But to you, it's a big thing. And if people don't say that, it creeps in, there's resentment, there's anger, there's all those things. And eventually you just explode on somebody for, you know, a phrase that was said when it could have easily been addressed. And more importantly, hey, why is it addressed? Mm-hmm. I, to be to be completely honest, listening has never been one of my best things to do, <laughs> favorite things to do, um, or something that I, I you know, I 
I and I still do it. I think with you, like you know, listening is one thing, hearing is completely different. But responding instead of you know, um, we listen to respond instead of listen to hear. And I think a lot of people do that just so they can get a response out. It's like I'm not even letting. I've shut off as you were just talking midway through because I already know what I'm going to say, so I don't even hear the rest of what you're saying. So listening's not always been a easy thing or a fun thing for me to do. It's it's definitely you know through therapy and learning and trial and error and you know. <laughs> yelling or screaming or, or or you know whatever that may be but I think patience and listening is one of those things that when in this case your walls go up or something's hey I don't like the way you said this or this is how it made me feel you I mean you can attest to that I would go that's not what I meant mm-hmm. like instead of saying okay I'm sorry you feel like that but this is how I this is how I meant it, and I probably should have said it this way. And so, I love that about our relationship because we've had this conversation a few times, and that was something that, if I'm okay for saying this, that's something that you've been working on. You're like, well, I'm going to talk to my therapist about that because mm-hmm. when we would start talking about something, you're like right away like defending yourself, and I'm like, yeah. don't defend yourself. I'm just telling you this so you can learn me or so you know me or that's the way that made me feel Mm -hmm. and it was we had to work through that that was a little bit of a struggle because it was like can you time out for a second that's kind of nice but i was like can you you ain't ain't (laughs) never told me can you time out for a second (laughs) probably not that way no (laughs) no can you shut it but It was been it's been good because even that line of communication between us, mm-hmm. right? So yes, we're trying to communicate, and I felt like oh, you're defending yourself, and you're not hearing me say, hey, that just made me feel that way, and you can't argue with how it made someone feel, right? So it's like you can say, oh, I'm sorry, that's not how I meant it, right? Or whoa, hang on, I meant it this way instead of that way. But the minute you jump in and start defending yourself, it throws up flags. You get heated, I get heated. You know, in any relationship, sure. it's like it just escalates, and no one gets anything heard, or no one gets anything like put across. Right. So the fact that you're like, hold on, I'm gonna work on that. I'm now able. Well, and the fact that we have that communication, then we have that deeper communication. Like, hang on, mm-hmm. why are why are either of us upset? I was just trying to say this hurt my feelings or I was just trying to say this was this. Mm-hmm. So well, I think the it's fact- the depth of the I think it's the depth of the conversations and probably people who are listening are going that's all fine and good on easy stuff like where are we going to eat or I, we're no, talking no, we're talking hard stuff. We're talking hard conversations. So when, you know, for instance, you know, we're com- we're in the middle of a conversation and you come back later and say, "Hey, you hurt my feelings by this." I'm like, no, I didn't. That's that's that, and you say it all the time. You're dismissive. I'm dismissing your feelings. Whereas saying, hey, well, hold on a second. I wasn't trying to dismiss what you were saying. I wasn't trying to defend myself. Right. What I was really trying to do is just kind of, you know, throw, you know, it's throwing a wall up. Or maybe on my end would be trying to tear a wall down that you've put up that maybe didn't need to be there from my perspective, but for you it needed to be there. So. Um. Yeah, I think the deep deep conversations when they 
happened if they're uncomfortable for whatever reason and you we all have those conversations that are uncomfortable to have name it for and it's a, a different barometer for everybody but i think that's where you know at least for myself if i don't like the conversation or i don't like what's said or i don't believe what's said or i don't agree with what's said and maybe that's a man thing. I don't know. That automatically to, you know, you may have, and I, we've given, I've given this example too. You may have two or three things that you want to talk about. Well, if I don't agree with the first one, I'm coming in and going, hey, that's not right. Well, you, you're going to tie it around one, two, and three at the end to kind of say how you feel. And I don't give you that opportunity or didn't give you that yeah, opportunity. I think that was early on. Yeah. Like you've been working on that, yeah. Because you would jump in and and defend, and I'm like, time out. Like I'm not even attacking you. Like what I was gonna say at the end is actually extremely positive, right? And you're like, oh, okay. So it was just, but I think learning it, too, like right. learning each other's communication because I think that when you come into a relationship, as much as you've healed, as much as you've whatever, you still have some things that okay, well, for the last X amount of years, mm. so-and-so has approached me this way or I have felt like I had to defend... Because we talked about that and you're like, I felt like I've always had to defend myself. Because mm-hmm. I pa- I remember pausing. I was like, hold on, pause a second. I'm like, why do you feel you always have to defend yourself? I'm like, I wasn't even coming at you. And you're like, well, honestly, because that's what I always had to do. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And in, and in some instances, it's that's the only thought process to come back as hey I'm trying to defend myself when I wasn't defending myself it was just kind of having a conversation but in that defensive mode because you know you feel attacked regardless if you're being attacked or not because there are times obviously we've had deep conversations or those conversations and we're just talking and I'm like hold on a second that's not true and you weren't it's not like you were coming at me and I needed to defend myself but that goes back to walls or trauma or childhood or relationships or whatever where you always feel like just like you said I asked you I said always defending myself I said wait a minute who made you feel like you always had to defend yourself? I was like, did you feel that way in your last relationship? Did you feel that way in your last, you know, your marriage? Did you feel that way when you were a kid? Like we, mm-hmm. we went back and I remember like I went in and I was like, dude, you don't have to do that with me. Right. Like you do not have to do that. I was like, that's the quickest way to lose me by mm-hmm. literally defending yourself. Because then I feel like, well, if he has to defend himself, what the heck else am I missing? Mm-hmm. Or why why the content defending like is there stuff he's not telling me is you know Mm. it goes deeper than that sure sure so being able to say hang on i think a big thing was being able to recognize it i was able to i was able to recognize that you were defending yourself because and to me i wasn't defending myself but it maybe it was coming across like that that i was defending and it sometimes sure i was defending but you saw that initially like hold on a second like josh well, i'm not coming that with anyone like i've mm-hmm. never been able to stop and pause and be like wait why are you defending yourself like i i'm not coming at you mm-hmm. i've never been able to do that because you know my feisty self i'm like well i'm gonna come right back at you mm-hmm. and i think i did that early and you on did you. early <laughs> on you i was like and i said i'm like wait we can go toe to toe I'm just as stubborn. Listen, y'all, I ain't backed down from this woman, I can tell you right now. But uh, this woman's not backing down. But this woman <laughs> doesn't back down from me either. And I think that's the the beautiful part and the tough part, if you want to call it tough, with the personalities we have, how we talk, how we 
argue, how we disagree, how we've been previously in relationships, not just romantic relationships, but family, friends, whatever, it's different. It's learn it's just learning that about each other. And we're still, you know, in a couple of days, you know, it'll be we've been dating four months. So we're still learning how to communicate, how to love each other, how to talk to each other, how to give each other space, how to, you know, from and it's me defending when I feel like I need to be defended when I don't necessarily need to. So that's me learning that And I learned well. that about you. Right. That you feel like if I approach you in a certain way mm-hmm. or say certain things, like you already, I can see it in your face. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation about the kids. Yep. And when you're disciplining your kid or when you're coming down on your kid, you can see the look in their eyes. You can see their shoulders kind of drop. You can yep. see their body language. You can see all of those things. So it's kind of like when you see that they just look so defeated, like you got to stop. Yep. And I remember you and I having that conversation of, okay, you said it to me. You're like, look, when you see me defeated, it's the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You do have to take those cues. And yep. I've done that with you. I'm like, if I'm explaining something, saying, hey, this makes me feel this way, or hey, I don't like this. Like my biggest issue, which I think everyone kind of knows, I don't like the distance. Yep. I want my person to be in person with me, but I, I just cannot, as a mom, I just cannot say, I need you to choose me. I cannot, I will not. It's just not happening. He needs to be a dad. He needs to be present there. So that's been a, a struggle for myself. And I'm like, well, geez, you know, like his kid is 13 and 17. I mean, I focus more on the 13 year old mm-hmm. because his daughter's getting ready to graduate. Yeah. So it's a different ballgame when you when you graduate, and sure. you're going off to college, you're doing all those things. You're not as involved, right? right. So. I focus more on the 13-year-old because I don't want him... It's extremely important for me to not want him to feel like his dad has chosen someone over him. Right. And actually, we were on the phone the other day, and we had had this conversation for two days straight, Mm -hmm. and I know he had heard or knew something was up. Sure. And so Josh handed him the phone, and I said, hey, bud, I'm like, I know you've heard us talk about distance and stuff. But this is what it is. I We're figuring this stuff out as far as moving things around. But I'm never going to make him, your dad, right. choose me over you. I'm just not going to do that. So that was important for me to be able to articulate that to him. Yeah. Well, and him be able to understand it. And him and I have had, obviously, those conversations. And you and him have had those conversations, too, of, you know, hey, this is what it is. Do we like it? No. Do we love it? No, it's kind of what it is at the moment, and we're trying to figure all of those things out so that we can do what it is that we're doing and do it at a at a high level and continue to communicate and continue to grow each and every day. And you know, the younger the younger two shouldn't have to feel they should they shouldn't have to feel like that. So it was right. extremely important for you. I appreciate you doing that. You know, because yeah, we were having you know two days of some tough conversations, and he heard, didn't hear, you know, whatever. Um, but for you to be able to say that to him, and he's like, okay, cool. Like he's, you know, he he gets that stuff. So that because kids here, I mean, they're yeah. not dumb by any stretch. No. I mean, my son tonight, we were <laughs> we were driving back, and he's like, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't want to have a sibling. I wouldn't like it. 
I would have to tell them who's boss. I'd have to you tell know, them who oh, the favorite kid is. This is my territory. My territory. And, you know, I mean, it was freaking hilarious. But we had the conversation. I mean, I talked through things with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we are not having children. Josh and I are not going to have children. That's not it. It's you three. Like, right. that's what it is. If we ever ended up getting married, like, those would be your step-siblings, whatever. But we literally, more me most, more so than you, but we had the conversation with him because that's important. I think sometimes what we do is as adults, we're like, these are adult things. So these are adult conversations. We don't want to involve the kids. And you're being you naive because they hear. They hear, and, and, and you've got to. And, and I think, you know, obviously previous, you know, relationships for people that are listening whether you know if you have kids in the house they hear what you're talking about they hear if you're arguing they hear if you're happy you know co said you know i hear more than you guys think i hear he did. and we're like what the heck did you hear he's like i don't know i'm just so you know the kids you know they're they're nosy they're you know inquisitive they're all of those things and they want to hear and see um you know what's going on so giving them you know giving them enough information especially in you know our situation where you know we communicate all the time on the phone mm-hmm. you know your son's here my son's there and my daughter obviously on you know when when she's there too and we're on the phone i think they we're trying to keep the communication the relationship up for ourselves but it's also extremely important you know for them to to understand you know what's going on to a certain level and and grow that with them as as we grow too how and we see I think fit. it's important for them to hear us as well and, and what I mean by that is obviously they know like if something is not a hundred percent like hunky dory like you know I mean like we're smiling all the time or whatever but if there's something going on where they can tell we're having serious conversations right versus mm-hmm. the laughing and joking and whatever. I don't want them getting nervous or them getting right. upset like, oh gosh, what's going to happen? Is there something wrong? Is there something sure. going on? And I'm not saying they have to be in your business 24-7, but you know, we need to take a step back and, and realize these kids, we're adults. We have anxiety at times. These kids are going to have anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, their stomach might be like, oh gosh, you know, it might turn or their heart might drop like, oh, well, what if, what if, what if this happens or what if that happens? I mean, we both have failed marriages. We, we both have, you know have our kids that were in those marriages so Mm -hmm. it's not out of the realm that they would wonder yeah oh my goodness is someone are they disagreeing or is this or is that like what's going to happen so i think it's okay to reassure yeah and just say hey this is part of life and you know neither of us like the distance and and we're trying to figure things out but we're also trying to make sure we don't take any time away from you guys so that was important to say that to him yeah and you know they have kid the the kid conversation they have a ton of stuff thrown at them more than we all did growing up mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the social media the instant everything so that already is a stress and an anxiety on shoot it is for us as adults but right. it is on those kids and especially if you're in a relationship where and especially in a public relationship in a public relationship where other people come back and say stuff to them sure and you're like okay I just want to make sure that I'm staying ahead of and I'm making sure that it's coming from my mouth and not third hand or fourth hand because that's when that telephone game gets all crazy. Nobody ever wanted the game of telephone. It doesn't, it doesn't, 
what's initially said and two, three, four, five, seven people down, it's not the same thing that's said. But um, it's but just communication important. is key, whether it's between us, whether it's, you know, involving the kids, like all of those things. And yeah, I mean, we, breaking walls down and doing all of those things. Sometimes the kids will hear or not hear or whatever it might be. But I think you have a good idea of when they're listening or when mm. they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're eavesdropping little suckers. I mean, they're like, you know, if I'm outside or something and, you know, he'll be he'll walk over close and, like, throw the ball over. I'm like, boy, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you, <laughs> no, stop, wor- stop worrying about what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm having a conversation. But-, but I think that that's, that's extremely healthy, right? To have the conversation with the kids, but it's extremely it's extremely healthy for us yeah. to have conversations with each other and and dive in and dig in because the more I learn, the more I step back and I learn about you and learn how you communicate and learn how you take things that I might say, I can apply that everywhere. True, because you being my partner, you're going to tell me my delivery might be shitty versus and someone I, off the street, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time, but yes, at times. But you talked about. I'll give you some. Give you some. Some credit here. You know, you give me some. So your we've you know if they've listened to the podcast, they know your delivery is not always the best. We've also heard about that my listening is not the best in defense. So whereas yes, I have worked on that and continue to work through that. Me, me expressing to you that, hey, sometimes this feels X or sometimes this feels Y, that's something that you've kind of taken on, you know, wholeheartedly and saying, hey, okay, I got it. And I'm actually at a point now too where, or getting to the point where you are, I'm like, hey, the way you said this, and it's not defending, it's just, it's just being able to express that. So you have obviously worked on that too. So it's... Well, I hear you. And I think... That's important. Hearing you, listening, and hearing you. Mm-hmm. Because I've realized if I say something, I might be saying something because I just, I need to tell you, I need to go. I need to tell you, and I got 16 other things I got to do. And when I see your face or you're like, you're pausing or you're like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, shit. That could have been a little more gentle, I guess, for him or whatever. So I've learned that. I need to make sure when I'm telling you something. Because when you would defend, I'm like, dude, you didn't let me finish my sentence. Like, I was going to say this, this, and this, and then go. And you're like, oh, well, but okay. And I'm like, there was no harm, no nothing. And then it also helped when you said, I know where it's coming from, from you. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from a mean or malicious place. I know your heart mm-hmm. and had to take a step back and realize, okay, you're just saying this because like you, you got 16 things going on or you needed to quickly tell me it's because whatever it might be. Yeah. Like you're well, not trying to be mean at all. Right. That's the important thing. And that was, that was one thing that probably opened your eyes a little bit or maybe you're like took back. Like, cause I'm like, listen, if I, I know where your stuff's coming from and you know where my stuff is coming from. And I think actually thinking that through of going, Hey, you can, you you can rip me up one side and down the other if you're upset about something. And I can, depending on how my day, I know where it's coming from. I know it's coming from your heart. I know you love me. I know you're probably frustrated. I know what's going on. It's that old, that saying that you don't really know what's going on with somebody, so just be kind to them. Mm-hmm. So when I'll I come back. Kind. I'll be fine. Thank you. 
we're working on that. But like just being able to know when I'm whether defending or saying something back or answering a question or whatever, I I always want you to know, you know, where it's coming from. It's not coming from hate. It's not coming from, you know, you know, malicious any of that. It's coming mm-hmm. from love. And I think that changed a whole lot of stuff, you know, how we operate and how we communicate too because it kind of put us both kind of in check to go he's right or she's right or i think that comes with the maturity though true because 10 years ago 20 years ago ain't no way in hell i would be this patient or you'd have been gone she is kind of patient (laughs) y'all kind (laughs) of <laughs> but let's be honest with each other. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, like that just was not going to happen. So I feel like I do think this is a different level. I do think this is a different kind of love. Whether it's the fact that we're more mature, whether we realize, look, I will speak for myself. I waited and waited and waited. Four and a half years mm-hmm. is a long time mm-hmm. to honestly be single. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So saying, I'm not going to just decide to date anybody, waiting and waiting to give my heart to someone, waiting and allowing me to work on things with myself has definitely, it's paid off for you. Yeah. Because Thank God. I literally would <laughs> cut and go. And that's something I still have to work on. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I have that ability of like, just cut and go. If it hurts me, I'm just going to cut it and I'm going to go. And we had this conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like this distance. I don't like the distance. I don't like how we have to spend, you know, five, six days, whatever that is. I don't like it. And I'm like, what's the point? If we can't figure something out, what's the point? If I don't like it, what's the point? And I know that hurt your feelings. But in the same token, I'm like, if this is hurting me as an independent, strong person, it's for me black or white in that if this hurts me why would I do it if you know the analogy I gave Josh was hey if I burn my hand on a stove I'm not going to keep going back over there because it hurt why would I keep doing that and it took me to just kind of sit with myself and say okay because Josh said listen you think I remember because you're like if you think that just cutting and going is going to make you feel better, you're wrong. Yeah. Because every time you walk into the closet and you don't see my clothes in there, you're going to be sad. Every time you pick up the phone and you're not calling me, or every time you look at to see if I've texted and I haven't, that's going to hurt more than you cutting and going. Mm-hmm. And my stubborn ass was like, mm-hmm, yeah, right. I have my, more room for my clothes. <laughs> So Even though she doesn't. It I, did take me a minute, though. It did take me a minute, like, hmm, is this true? Is it not true? And listen, my stubborn butt, I promise you, I was like, I will be fine. And I will. And I would. If I had to do it, I would. And that's not the best place to always, like, be that you can cut and go. But I think that defense mechanism is strong, especially with a lot of y'all, you guys listening right now. It is very strong. If you feel like you're getting hurt in a situation, you just want to say, okay, I'm done. This situation, I'm like, what are we going to do about this distance? What are we going to do about the distance? We've got this amount of time. You know, your son doesn't graduate for five years. Mine doesn't graduate for seven. Like, what are we going to do? And so I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. He's like, whoa, what? So literally just getting in my head and thinking there's really not a solution. I'm not going to make him choose. 
I'm not going to even give him any. Because he's like, why don't you just, why don't we sit down and try and figure it out? I'm like, no. He's like, well, why? Because it, no. Because if you end up up here, then no, that means I took time away and I'm not going to be a part of that decision. Or if I, so it was just definitely in my head and I was just like, I can't do it. But thank goodness, I want to make sure I say this. Thank goodness that both of us are in therapy because it allows us to go speak to that neutral party and they'll call us out and say, well, you need to work on that. Or how do you feel about that? Is this really what this is or what that is? Yeah. So it's kind of cool that you have that neutral person that knows you. It's almost like your best friend that's known you, but they're not, they're not biased. Right. In they're, the in the aspect of saying you don't just just get rid of them or just get rid of her. Yeah, they're vested in your growth. Us first yeah. and foremost in the growth, and if something is impeding on that, or you know, if it's us, obviously my th- my therapist is great. Your therapist is great too, and if it's impeding on my, for for my therapist, if it's impeding on my space and my my peace and my all of that stuff it's like okay josh what can you do about it if it's heather if it's this if it's that so how can you work through that how does it make you feel yes plug for therapy if y'all don't have a therapist please go get yeah one. and we both were in therapy before, before yes we even knew each other yeah before we even met that first time on live so make sure that you guys know that we're not saying oh get into relationship go get therapist we're this saying get into relationship you know is great but you need to make sure i'm i can't stress this enough if you just got out of a relationship do not jump back into another one go get some therapy go get some self-help books go do whatever you have to do to work on yourself to figure out who you are because if i didn't have that four and a half years of growth this would have been done this would have been doomed from the start Mm -hmm. honestly i wouldn't have given you the time of day i would have been like absolutely not I don't want this and I don't want that and we're not I'm not doing it. And I would have just never, no matter what, I would have never I'd have been so set. So the fact that I had the therapy, the fact that mm. I was able to work through things and see, hmm, hold on, this guy is checking all these boxes off that I do want. And that allowed me to even put my list together and the boxes out there. Because there were things I didn't know I wanted and I didn't even know that I needed. So once I was able to sit with myself and truly just start learning who I was and what I needed and what I wanted, that's when I felt like I was better equipped and stronger to go into a relationship and offer my best self to someone. So on that note, do your best to go, even if it's a couple sessions or even if you're not able to do that, you can't afford that, try and find some self-help books or journals or something to that nature to really, really, really Find out who you are. Find out what might be these underlying things of why your relationships are not working. Because let's be honest, everyone has a part to play. Both people have a part to play in every single relationship. Yep. So on that note, figure that out. Go talk to a therapist if you can. And I think that's going to be it for us. That's it. We're out. We're out. Friends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.